God, Jack, are you all right? You look like you've seen a ghost. Oh. <laughs> Happy Halloween, Rob. <laughs> Happy Halloween, yeah. Very good. I was Very just thinking, is it, is it someone's birthday party? I just saw a clown holding a single red balloon over there in the clubhouse. No, that's that's terrifying. That's Ken, isn't it? Oh, oh, dressed as the guy from It. It, yeah, it's It. What's the, the what's his oh, name? Oh, I thought Pennywise. it was someone's... It's Pennywise. Yeah, I thought it was someone's first birthday party. I was thinking, God, that's a scary clown. Very scary clown. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm not very good on <laughs> Halloween Hall- and horror movies and things it's like that. It's the Halloween that. party. It's Halloween today. Everyone's come oh. dressed as their... That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because I was thinking, crikey, what sort of kids' party is this? There's a guy, <laughs> you know, who sort of like looks a bit like Freddy Krueger, but it was clearly Freddy Krueger. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, there's loads. Look, then... there's, we've got um, we've got zombies. We've got um, sexy cats. I don't... Yes. There's a, that's the thing. We've and Tyrone got... as a slutty vampire. But I mean, God... I mean, it's like gay New Year, isn't it? Halloween. So it's just an excuse to wear a harness for Tyrone. (laughs) It suits him very well, though. You're looking good, Tyrone. Ridiculously. It's so skimpy, though. I've put some clothes on for God's sake. (laughs) Not fine by me, Tyrone. Do you you not like Halloween? Are you not enjoying the party? I hate it. I've always hated Halloween, I think, for a few reasons. One is... It's a total American import, isn't it? And I think yeah. when I was younger growing up, Halloween was actually not that much of a thing and Bonfire Night was much more of a thing. Yes. So Halloween was a little prelude to November the 5th where locally there would be a big bonfire. At every cricket out. club. Yep. Yeah, yeah, in Rothwell Park or mm-hmm. on the wreck up at Gawthorpe, there'd be a massive bonfire. You'd head down, a big fireworks display, and that was the focal point. Yeah. And there'd always be a story that, you know, oh, no, did you hear there was a, a cat buried in the... In the actual bonfire, and the fire brigade had to come and rescue really? the cat because it'd been there for three weeks, and it's irresponsible that people build those bonfires. And yeah, there'd always be that story. Interesting every year. people at Roswell uh, bonfire yeah. night then. <laughs> and mum and dad also were like, well, definitely mum, but were like, um, you're not going trick or treating; it's begging. You're not yeah. going around asking for money or sweets from other people. Like that is not. It's not you're something not going you're doing. Trick or treating, so yeah. You so work hard, you work hard for your candy. You yeah. don't ask for it for free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we sort of hid away on Halloween itself and just looked forward to getting all wrapped up, fireworks, pork yeah. pie with mushy peas, oh, bit of parking, yeah. you know, all those brilliant traditions that were about bonfire night. But over the course of my life, that's subsided and Halloween is definitely taken over. Bonfire mm. night is not really a thing, certainly around Clapham. You might get a fireworks display down at Battersea Park or whatever, that's a big mm. thing. But, yeah, that's exciting. Really what about t- you? What, has, what, are you a Halloween fan? I'm sort of, well, any excuse for a piss-up, Rob, I'm fine with that. But mm. I, I think you're right. I think I, I tie into that. It was all, I love Bonfire Night. Bonfire Night's one of my favourite, it's probably my favourite night of the year. Wrapping yeah. up warm, going to the local cricket club. It was Hal's Own Cricket Club. You'd always smooch someone from school and then mm. you talk about it oh he's love it love bonfire night very romantic halloween yeah. has sort of taken over a little bit and i haven't really done much sort of halloween parties or anything like that but um yeah. or dressed up but it, it does seem to be quite prevalent american on the over the pond and that has sort of dragged over here a little bit so you do get lots of sort of forced halloween parties at the local pub and yeah. terry and sandra come out and they're dressed in sort of 
their fangs and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But I don't know, man. I'm not too much of a party pooper Some on it. Cheap makeup they picked up at Sainsbury's local, you yeah. know. It's just, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I'm, I'm not fake blood, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm not too hating on it, but it's um, it's a good, it's a, it's a good excuse for a party. But uh, what about horror films? Horror films? Are you going on horror? See films again, not into those at all. No. I, for me to sit for two hours, the sole purpose to frighten the shit out of me is not what I call a pleasurable experience. <laughs> Well, it's controlled fear, it? isn't it? That's good. It's good to I guess kind of. So. It's good. It's a good thing. It's like roller coasters, you know. Controlled fear. It's good yeah. fun. I, I'm not too bad um, with. I just, well, an ex-girlfriend of mine loved horror films. Absolutely yeah. loved horror films. So, like every other night, we would lie and watch a terrifying film. So she sort of nurtured this this love of horror films, and I love them now. I actually had an audition for um, The Conjuring Three. Oh. The third you don't want to say that when you're drunk, do you? No, exactly not. Um, <laughs> the The Conjuring Three, and it's like the worst script ever in the world. But it, oh. uh, uh, yeah, you don't want to say that when you're drunk, do you? Sorry, yeah, all the best. You've got to start somewhere. Um, <laughs> but it was. I, I've watched the film. It was really good because it was really scary. I kind of like it. it. Gets you pumped up. Have it's you seen Two Twenty Two: A Ghost Story? No, I haven't. Um, with all of its star castings and all that kind of yes. stuff. Who was who's in it at the moment? Cheryl Cole. Cheryl, she Cheryl was in it, wasn't it? She was Cheryl in it, yeah, Cole. and friends went. She was oh, great, no, apparently. Really was she? Good. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I don't, well, I mean, that part you just play. Yeah. I mean, she would have just played a paranoid self, and I'm sure it worked great. Um, <laughs> I, the character but, is paranoid, not Cheryl Cole, for clarity. Um, who else was it? <laughs> Lily Ann was in it. Lily Allen was in it, well? yeah. Um, Nathaniel Curtis from It's a Sin is on tour with it at the moment, who's a lovely man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of trying to think of other plays that are quite scary. Have you seen Harry Potter? The Harry Potter players. Yes, I have. Well, my Ooh, housemate James has been in it for the last six years playing Draco Malfoy. There you go. Um, and yeah, some when of that's the um, scary. Yeah, because when the what's his names descend down the Dementors, what are they yeah, the Dementors, the Dementors, yeah. Um, that is a moment. I mean, it's incredible. I like the play very much. It's a good, yeah, me too. Honestly, theatrical kind of spectacle mm. done really, really well. Mm. But yeah, that can be scary. I mean, no, it is, again, it's not my idea of pleasure, but it did get us thinking. Yeah, about sporting nightmares good segue yeah <laughs> historic those sporting moments where people go he has had she has had a nightmare a nightmare yeah they have yeah. had an absolute nightmare <laughs> um so there are a few of those in history and it's been good i was thinking about this personal ones but also looking into some of them historically and it's really conjured a lot of good memories for me actually Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, some really great sporting moments um, that, through history, some of which I witnessed and remember thinking, oh, my God, how has that happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a couple to chuck in. I mean, one of the things that came up when I was thinking about this and looking into this was an iconic rugby league moment. Okay. Where it okay. was 1968 Rugby League Challenge Cup final. Yeah. At Wembley, Wakefield Trinity versus Leeds. So a good West Yorkshire rivalry, two big eminent teams. And it had pissed it down at Wembley all day in the weekend. So already the pitch was muddy and it was stormy. And then in the middle of the game, there was another big storm. I wasn't watching this one, by the way, but I I know this moment (laughs) before I was born. But (laughs) 87,000 packed out Wembley Stadium, Twin Towers, the match was 10-9. Oh, 
close uh, in the final minutes because Wakefield had just scored to bring it to 10 9. And Don Fox, the Wakefield Trinity scrum half, iconic player, um, had a conversion to kick centre pitch under the posts to win it. Two points yeah. for a conversion, final minutes, and to kick it would take it to 11 10 to Wakefield. And there'd been another storm in the middle of the game. He had won man of the match. He'd won the Lance Todd Trophy during the game for his outstanding performance. Oh, no. It was just down to him to kick the winning goal, to send Wakefield Trinity victorious. He plays the ball, dead centre field, one of the easiest conversions you can imagine, but in the quagmire that was Wembley and in the rain, he ran up, slipped, kicked and missed. And Leeds won the match. And it's like an iconic, you know, it's an iconic bit of commentary, Eddie Waring and David Coleman on the sidelines interviewing Yeesh. at the end. And it's, you'll see it on YouTube to watch the clip. It is, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And that, that was a sporting nightmare for Don Fox. And it's all he's kind of remembered. It's not all he's remembered as an, as a brilliant sort of Hall of Fame, a rugby league player. But everyone will say, if you speak to any rugby league fan, they remember that. Don Fox's misconversion did in the 968 um, Rugby League Challenge Cup final. Did he did he still get man of the match? Yeah, he got man of the match, yeah, still. Oh, and I think David Coleman, I think David Coleman, I think, interviewed pitch side after the game and was like said, um, is it any consolation that you won the Lanster Trophy? And he went, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck off, yeah. in other words. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I think Eddie Waring, <laughs> the very famous rugby league uh, commentator, just uh, just I think just summed it but more just went. Poor lad. Yeah, and so that true. Was, that was it. That is a nightmare. One that popped into my mind. I was obviously we it's, it's, we've just qualified for the Euros at, at time of recording. Yeah. The joys and glory that we've we've kind of received over the past few years in recent memory. Kind of going to when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. When England, the golden generation, Becker, yeah. Michael Owen, uh, Lampard, Gerald, all that kind of, and we didn't win a thing, and we yeah. kind of underperformed sort of is slightly kind of encaptured in one moment for me. Yeah. And it's uh, very early in the morning. My mom is about to take me and a friend of mine to school. Yeah. But England are playing Brazil in the World Cup 2002. And there's a young man, I don't know if you know, called Ronaldinho, puts the football down for a set piece. Yeah. And we're setting up all nice. And I remember watching it in the living room. And as the ball came over, I remember saying, that's going in. And the goalkeeper, David Seaman, poor, poor David Seaman, he will always be remembered for this. And his beautiful ponytail, as it Mm -hmm. flopped. Not so beautiful. (laughs) Not so beautiful. And as he was lobbed and it sailed into the top corner, he's had an absolute nightmare, David Seaman is there. And it was so horrifying watching that. Yeah, heartbreaking. absolutely heartbreaking and he is remembered for that now that that horrendous lob i mean did he did ronaldinho i mean i'll open this out to you rob did he mean that was it a shot well that was the big debate at the yeah, time was it, it was. cross or shot cross or shot yeah i think i mean he'll always yeah i'm sure convince anybody that it was uh a shot a shot yeah that is a sporting nightmare but we can flip it round Go because on. brazil 2014, hosting (laughs) their own World Cup. On their own patch. On their own patch, reached the semi-finals. (laughs) 
surely it's destiny. They're going to win the World Cup on home soil. They come up against <laughs> Germany in the semi-finals of the World Cup. The Germans. In the Macarena. It must have been in the Macarena. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But Macarena, I think it was yeah. in the Macarena, the site of Brazil's probably only other historic failure in that very stadium back in the 50s. But in the first hour... They are five down, <laughs> five down. Absolutely. Um, Neymar ruled out with a back injury just yes, before the game. So they were already sort of on the back foot. And mm. then Germany went on to win 7-1 seven, seven, in the World <laughs> Cup final. I mean, that was just for Brazilians. And I think Scolari, the then coach, who went on to, to manage Chelsea, described it as the worst moment of his oh. life. I'm and I think surprised. as a collective sort of sporting nightmare for Brazil, that's yeah. what most Brazilians would probably recall if they can bring themselves to engage in that memory. On your own patch. I mean, yeah. it, that must have been so difficult for those fans. Yeah. So difficult for those fans. 7-1, the ultimate bottle from Brazil. The ultimate bottle. I don't know if I could cope with that. Yeah. Pretty grim. Now, you're a big golf fan. Yeah, big golf. A couple of big golfing nightmares that come to mind. A lot of chokes out there on the final yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, final days of tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I guess the sort of the godfather of these that have gone on to spawn a couple of others over time would be Greg Norman. Yes. 1986, last day of the Masters, went into about the yes. final round with a six-shot lead. Six-shot lead going into the final day. And... He opened his round with a bogey, and so it continued. Had an absolute nightmare last round. And in the end, Britain's own Nick Faldo claimed Nicky the green boy. jacket. Yeah, and it sort of defined Norman's career from that point on, until he split off and set up Live Golf. It defined Norman's <laughs> career to that point because he was just an absolutely brilliant golfer. Yeah. Who then, of course, never won the green jacket, never won the Masters. He never that won it after his, that. No, that was his chance. I'm pretty sure he didn't win it. Wow. But yeah, he shot a 78 in the final round. And Nick Ouch. Faldo won. And I think he sort of, Nick Faldo wasn't sort of renowned for being the warmest of guys. But no, he wasn't. He did sort of, he stood on the end just going, I just wanted to give you a hug, Greg. I mean, like, it's yeah, just fair play. to see. Uh, and there is some, yeah, uh, I mean, Rory McIlroy's had a few moments like that. Yeah, he has, yeah. He's led on the last, he's led leading into the last and just completely choked I, I mean my, my I, I don't know if I could cope with it that amount of pressure you know individual sport you've got thousands yeah. of people watching you know the rest of your career ahead of you whatever and all this kind of stuff big big moments to carry all of that as soon as a little demon sits on your shoulder for the for 10 seconds and stays too long and you start to listen to it it must eek and eek and eek yeah. away for the rest of it it must be so oh, hard the mental yeah. strength you must have as an individual sportsman, tennis players, golfers, whatever, it must be absolutely huge. Because otherwise, it's such a fine line between, you know, success, glory, and just having a Halloween nightmare in the S yeah. in the Stage yeah. Door Athletic Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the other big golfing one, which is probably even more painful, was 1999 mm-hmm. Carnoustie British Open. Go on. Last hole. Last yeah. hole. Jean van der Vel, the Frenchman, needs a double bogey six to win the title. That's all. Yeah. It's a par four. Okay. He, he can win it with a double bogey six. His second shot hits the grandstand, 
rebounds into the rough. So already, obviously, straight away, everyone's like, oh, my God. And it must have been including him. Then he takes his third shot. It goes into the water in Barry Burn. He decides, rather than to take the drop, to get in the water and play it out of the water. So there's very iconic images of him getting into the water with waders on track, playing the shot out. He ends up with a seven (laughs) on the final hole, which sends it to a playoff. Yeah, a playoff oh, then between. Worse. Yeah, so it goes to a playoff then with Paul Laurie, Scotsman, yeah. and Justin Leonard, the American, and obviously you know he's psychologically shot at this point. Yeah, he's and broken. so it goes into a three-way playoff, and Scotsman Paul Laurie comes out the winner at his home open in Carnoustie in Scotland, and obviously Jesus you know amazing Christ. result for him and a sort of career-defining moment for him, but that tournament is remembered forever as the Jean van der Velde utterly horrifying sporting nightmare. Oh, utterly, utterly poor horrifying. Guy, poor, poor, poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just, yeah, my heart goes out to him. I, I mean, you could look at the, the miracle at Medina. I mean, the Americans must have been absolutely yeah, fuming. Yeah, if you flip it around that. for the Americans, if you flip it around that for is the a, as an American sporting nightmare. That must have hurt so much. I mean, fantastic for us. But anyway. Um, there must have been some Albion nightmares. Well, I was just about to <laughs> said that very, very buoyantly. Thank you very much, Rob. Um, yeah, I was just about to bleed into some Albion um, nightmares. I mean, every time I talk about the Albion on this podcast, I have to say I do love West Brom. I do. Yeah, they are my boys. Like my, I know. I don't at the moment. But we have had quite a few nightmares at the Hawthorns. I mean, in my lifetime, our highest position has kind of been sort of flirting with Europe for a couple of seasons with Steve Clark. But for the rest of it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's been a lot of shit. Yeah. Namely, the first season we got promoted to the Premier League in my lifetime. So, or at least my remembering time. Yeah. So we'd just been promoted. Um, we'd beaten Wolves to the title of the... Uh, to promotion yeah and they were sent into the playoffs and we automatic promotion and they so obviously that is didn't sweet i mean that's as good sweet. as it gets as it? sweet yeah. as it gets yeah and then we get to the premier league and the first few weeks are just you know utter joy i can't believe it we're playing everton liverpool arsenal fantastic football teams of their time and all that kind of stuff brilliant and then it gets to around about november and we're still losing. And it's like, okay, this isn't as fun anymore. And then it gets to Boxing Day, um, 26th of December, yeah. uh, 2002 or three, uh, dragged to the Hawthorns. We always love it. We've got Liverpool. Yes. Liverpool are at the Hawthorns. We haven't played them for ages. The was Liverpool of... manager then? Can you remember? Gerard Ullier. Yeah, I was thinking. Where, was dream, yeah. where, where, where? And you're thinking Jersey Dudek in goal. You're mm. thinking Dieter Hamann. You're thinking Michael Owen, a young Michael Owen. Yes. Fantastic football players. Can't wait to see him down the Hawthorns. Michael Oman. Michael Oman. The Halloween thing. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Can't wait to see them down the Hawthorns. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about Michael Oman because just about 20, 30 minutes in, you look at the scoreboard and West Bromwich Albion are 5-0 down. <laughs> And it's oh, yeah. just horrible. Michael Owen has scored four of those goals. Ugh. It was freezing. The weather was coming down. The, the snow, sleet, horrendous, absolutely yeah. horrifying game. And I just remember looking to everyone around me going, 
this is going to be a long season, but it was a nightmare and it was yeah. really horrible. The joy, the love that we had, we were just about to play Liverpool. And then the realisation of shit, we're just about to play Liverpool. Yeah. The witching performance by Owen, it sounds like. Good, very good, very bewitching, very good. But we <laughs> went on to lose the game 6 0. Oh. And nightmare. Uh, sporting nightmare, sporting nightmare, and West Bromwich Albion fans were leaving in their droves. And at the top of the Brummy, Brummy Road, and just one lone fan started singing, "Loyal supporters." Oh. <laughs> Loyal, and it was just the saddest day. It was so horrible, oh. horrifying. We were awful. We looked like schoolboys. It was absolutely hor- hor- horrifying. I mean, another one for the Albion losing to this is quite recent losing to Aston Villa in the playoff semi final. Yeah. I was at that game. It was daggers in my chest every single yeah. time. Horrifyingly, absolutely horrible. It was a nightmare. It was disgusting. And obviously watching the Aston Villa fans have a fantastic time was really, really tough. Yeah. Um, but it's been hard. That's 6-0 though. It was the re- it was the first time I realised, oh, it's not all about beating your local rivals to the final. But yeah, it was tough. What about Leeds? I mean, Leeds must have had some nightmares. It must have had some. Yeah, I mean, of course. And actually just thinking about defeats to Villa I mean I was talking about it uh last week with the with the chaps who I met at Wembley yeah um but of course there was the infamous handing back of the um the goal where Bielsa made um let Villa score into an open net because of the controversy decision mm. which of course mm. we were like well come on we're gonna be it's fine we're already in the playoffs Villa are in the playoffs it's fine and then we just went on to to lose through those playoff matches yeah anyway and that was I mean it's not really a nightmare I think the nightmare that I do think of, which isn't quite Leeds, but there is a Leeds connection here, is Jonathan Woodgate, who you will remember played for Leeds, played for Newcastle, but then went on to sign for Real Madrid. Yes. Oh, my God. What a story this is. Yes, yes, of course. Because, of course, this have then, you know, very few players, ever British players, to play for Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beckham, obviously, Michael Owen, Mm -hmm. Gareth Bale, but before Bale was Jonathan Woodgate, mm. English defender, Geordie or Mackham, Northeaster, great player for Leeds, uh, great player for Newcastle, got injured in his Newcastle days, but yeah. Real Madrid signed him anyway, signed him when injured. So he then went out to Real Madrid and as is Derriguer when you play for Real Madrid, grew a long hairdo. Yes, you he know, did. So, you know, he's a, <laughs> you know, a Brit who suddenly is like embracing the, you know, <laughs> continental footballer look and was a sort of yeah. six foot two defender sporting long locks, which <laughs> didn't quite work. But that yeah. was his attempt, I think, to, to madrid himself. <laughs> and then, so he's on, he's on the sidelines for months and months and months and months. And then because Real Madrid don't get off to a very good start to the season, once he's sort of declared fit, he's named in the starting lineup, not even mm. brought on for 10 minutes to sort of acclimatise him to the Bernabeu and all the rest of it. Yeah. But he's brought on by the manager who changes his defenders after, I think, two defeats early on in the season. And he's brought on after 17 months out, 17 months out of the game with injury. <laughs> he's brought on to play his debut for Real Madrid um, against Atletico Bilbao. The poor guy comes on... His first goal for Real Madrid is a storming header into his own net. Fantastic header, that is so, as well. Yeah, amazing it's header. A really good own header. goal. Yeah. Own goal into your own net. <laughs> then proceeds to get two yellow cards and gets sent, sent off. off. 
I mean, talk about sporting nightmares. Literally, that is. I mean, a... dream to nightmare. You know, it's your dream move. Ends yeah. up into, he went on to have a reasonably good little stint at okay. Real Madrid, but yeah. he never quite bonded with the fans. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know the tra- the trauma of that horrifying oh, moment that God. day. Ah, oh, would be absolutely horrendous. But Russia blood to the head, and you've just you, your heart goes out to him. But yeah, that is pretty horrifying as a debut. Yeah. So, yeah, sporting nightmares, eh? There's been plenty. I mean, hey, I mean, we could talk about cricket as well. Mm. Obviously, this summer has been an Ashes summer. You know, mixed reception, mixed bag this season. We probably missed this year. We, I still think we should have won it. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm still not quite over it after going to f- three out yeah. of five days at Edgbaston. Yeah. There's been a few England teams and one in recent memory when they went to Australia and whitewash 5-0 loss. Yes. David Warner, well over 500 runs. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Cook just looking bereft at the MCG at the end yeah. of the tournament. It's just really bad. And the thing with cricket nightmares as well is, it's probably because we play Australia and we have such a, a potent banterish relationship with them. Their gloating is nonstop and mm. it just makes it even more horrifying for us. Absolutely more horrifying for us. They're a yeah. nightmare to play against. That's why the relationship's so funny and the rivalry's so good. Yeah, it's absolutely horrifying. But yeah, losing cricket 5-0. I mean, it's our sport. We created it. You can't beat us 5-0. What are you doing? I love it when Brits claim know, sports. It's, it's so our sport. We've made them all. We, we should be brilliant. All of them is bollocks, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have the sort of figures to hand, but I think whenever there's a sort of major collapse in those lowest innings, I think like... Uh, England fell for like we're all out for 46 against New Zealand back yeah, in the 90s or yeah. something like that I think they had a similar sort of result against the West Indies I think in Botham's day where they were all yeah. out for 48 or something like that those big collapse can always be considered like sporting nightmares nightmares yeah and I'm just trying to think of other Halloween references I mean we've gone through a lot of nightmares and all that kind of stuff but I've just seen in the corner of my eye somebody's wearing a Uruguay football kit and has got very large teeth and I've just thought, I was like, who the hell is that? Of course, it's Luis Suarez. He's Louis in the bar. Louis in the bar, oh, yeah. Our resident, see, isn't it? our resident yes. zombie, bless him. I'm just rolling up my polar neck. Yeah, just in case. It's a good <laughs> shot. I just got the scarves on. I mean, what the hell's he all about, that bloke? Oh, that was mad. I mean, he, just got, he didn't just do it once, did he? He did it no, a few he did it times. Twice. Yeah, he did it yeah. at least two times, biting yeah. It was Ivanovic against Chelsea, I think, when he was at Liverpool absolutely sunk his teeth into him yeah he must be as he must be a zombie no but there's no other explanation a to vampire. it he must be as he, i mean he must be a vampire did i say he vampire, must be a vampire. Did I, hold on wait a minute did i did i say zombie earlier as well yeah. <laughs> a resident vampire oh. yes yes he must um, be a vampire he must be yeah. a vampire sucking yeah. blood all the thirsty time absolutely ridiculous blood. thirsty for it what a weird um, guy. So, in a surprise turn of the tables, table turning moment, what's mm-hmm. the phrase? Turn, tables have turned. I want, to t- I want to, the tables have turned, Jack. I put together a little quiz for you. No. Yeah, how you have. Pour moi, you've made a little <laughs> quiz. Yeah, I made a little quiz for you. A little oh, Halloween treat. A little Halloween and, quiz. Yes. And I have um, not only come up with a little quiz for you, Mm. I've come up with a quiz theme tune. (gasps) Trick or treating or... (laughs) 
That was absolutely beautiful. I can't believe you made it. <laughs> I can't believe so, you made a theme tune. Amazing. Yes, I, I've come up with a theme tune. It's called Halloween Trick or Treat. Ooh. So I have dug into the archives to find some sporting heroes through time with Halloween-related names. But are they real sporting icons <laughs> or are they not? Have I tricked you or are their names a treat? So <laughs> there, there so are ten excited. names here and I want you to tell me whether I have tricked you or this is a treat of a name. Treat of a name. Okay, okay. so um, <laughs> are you ready Brilliant. for this? I am more than ready. I'm excited. Okay, go for it. Warren Moon. Is Warren Moon an NFL player from the 80s and 90s? Is that a trick name or is that a treat of a name? Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Now, the thing with NFL players, American football players, is they have some absolutely fantastic names. (laughs) Ridiculous. Most of these are American sports names. There's some crackers. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm just about to give an example of my favourite NFL player. And if it's on the list, I apologise, but I have to say it. There's a guy in the college system at the moment in America called Storm Duck. (laughs) No, that can't be real. There's another one called Memorable Factor. That's his name. He's from Eton. He went to win. He went to Eton. Anyway, it's another story. But Warren Moon. So, so I'm thinking an American NFL player, Warren Moon. I'm going to say that's a treat of a name. It's a treat of a name. Yes. yes. Warren Moon is an NFL player. Player for the Houston Oilers, Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks, Kansas City Chiefs. That is a treat. That is a treat of a name. Good man. Okay. Next up, Jacob Jump. Is Jacob Jump a trick name or a treat of a name? It sounds like um like a nursery rhyme character um do i have a sport with him or is it just yeah, uh jacob job uh was he a major league baseball players in the 1950s i'm gonna say that's a trick that's too ridiculous nobody mr jump you think that's a that's a trick i think that's a trick nobody's called mr jump it is a trick because yes. his name is even more ridiculous <laughs> spook Jacobs. No way. Spook Jacobs was a Major League Baseball player in the 50s. He played for Philadelphia Athletics, Kansas City Athletics and Pittsburgh Pirates in 1956. Spook Jacobs. Spook Jacobs. I mean, honestly, that's absurd. That is crazy. Yeah, so that it was a trick, but Spook Jacob is a treat. That's a treat, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Spider Web. Is Spider Webb an American Formula One driver? <laughs> I really, really hope so. Spider Webb. Yes. That can't I mean, be real. It? That can't be real. I'm... Trick. That's come from your head. There's no way that okay. that's real. It's a treat. It's a treat. No. Can you believe it? There was no an American Formula One driver. He did, a, I think he had four races in the 50s, um, Spider Web. That is absolutely, how, how? What are his parents thinking? What are his parents thinking? What shall we call him, darling? 
Spider, <laughs> spider web. I can't believe I haven't thought about that before. What a fantastic idea. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. That is mad. I can't Again, believe This that. is going to be really easy because I think, um, oh, I've already given it away. Um, so Boo Weekly. Is Boo Weekly a PGA golfer? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's a treat of a name. Yeah, Boo I've Weekly, name, uh, yeah. still currently a PGA golfer. Uh, yeah, Boo. Boo Weekly. There's a lot of boos, actually. There's a few American boos. It's quite is a it, popular American name. Is it short for anything? Boo. Don't know. Boo. Don't know. Good question. Boo. They have, they've got some crazy names over there. Yeah, like Chuck. Chuck, yeah. I guess that's Charles. Is it? No, I Charles. Think it's just a, oh, no, it, it would just... be over here, but yeah. Americans just call him Chuck. Chuck. Boo. Boo Weekly. <laughs> Peter Pumpkin. Is that a trick name? Or is that a treat of a name? <laughs> what's his... What's Peter his... Pumpkin. Is Peter Pumpkin a British footballer? <laughs> Peter Pumpkin, British footballer. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Do I know anyone... Have I ever heard of somebody called Peter Pumpkin during my time as a football fan? I'm going to go with Treat. So, yes, he is real, purely because I have already imagined a thousand chants that home and away fans would have sung about <laughs> Peter Pumpkin. So I'm going to go with yes. I want that to be true. You think Peter Pumpkin is a treat of a name? No! No! Oh, no! No! It's a trick name, unfortunately, but... Oh, what a shame. Peter Parkin yes. did play for Barnsley, Hartlepool, York, Macclesfield, Hull, Stoke, Preston, Cardiff, Doncaster, Huddersfield, Scunthorpe, Fleetwood, Forest Green and Newport. Peter Parkin. So Peter Parkin. Parkin was a fantastic player. He was an absolute lump of a man and the ball would <laughs> stick to him like glue. But I do wish his name was Pumpkin because the fan chants would have been brilliant. <laughs> Wow, I might have to write a chat uh, for this absolutely. fictional fictional yeah. footballer called Peter Pumpkin. Okay. Emma Fright. Did Emma Fright represent Ooh. Great Britain in the 2012 Summer Olympic football team? That that rings a bell, that does. Emma Fright. Treat of a name or trick name? I'm going to go with... I think I've heard that name before. I think I'm going to go treat. It's a trick no! name. No! But Eric Fright was an English footballer who represented Great Britain in the 1948 Summer Olympics. Oh, he also no. played amateur football for Bromley. Bromley. So there was an Eric Fright, but not an Emma Fright. Uh, maybe I'm getting... I must have been thinking of Millie Bright. And I know Millie, Millie Bright. Millie Bright, maybe. Yeah, maybe, she's maybe. a fantastic footballer. Okay, fine. Okay. How many have I got so far? Three out of six. Three out of six so far. So, Howell... Cedric's was that's, Howell that's, Cedric's a minor league catcher in the thirties. That's a tenuous Howell. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. That sounds American for me. That sounds American enough. For sounds me, Welsh so. to me. Does it? Howell. 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 I used to. I did a show. I did a oh, weirdly actually. <laughs> I did a national tour for a year of Dracula with a chap called Howell. Oh my god! And he used to say, I said, "How do you pronounce your name?" He said. Howell, like towel. <laughs> so, yeah, Howell, uh, Howell. yeah, how? Howell Sedgwick. Howell Cedrics. Cedrics. I'm going to go mm. treat. You think that's a treat of a name? Yeah. It's a trick name. It's a trick name. No. I'm not aware of a Howell Cedrics. There was, however, Cedric Wolfman was... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a fantastic the Wolfman man. was a minor league catcher in the 34 35 season. Oh my god. So You've got still far back three. Thir- the mid 30s in Major yes, League I mean, Baseball. That, honestly. Right. Keith Frighton was Keith Frighton <laughs> an English professional footballer back in the 50s. Again, I really want this to be true. <laughs> I really want to be true. Frighten. Frighten, frighten! From this, from the crowd. <laughs> um, trick or treat? Treat. It's a trick. No, ah! there wasn't a Keith Frighten, but there was a Keith Fear. <laughs> Keith Fear. Uh, yeah, born nineteen fifty-two in Bristol. English professional football player for Bristol City, Hereford, Blackburn Rovers, Plymouth Argyle, Brentford, yeah. and Chester. Fear, as in spelt fee, F- F-E-A-R. F-E-A-R. Fear. No. Fear by name, fear by fear nature. Fear by nature. Oh, God, those chants would okay. have been so... Anyway, yeah. I just want all of these to be true because they're fantastic I know. names. Well, the two best ones to finish off. Okay, yeah. Dick Witcher. <laughs> was Dick Witcher... <laughs> Did that can't Dick be real. Witcher play for San Francisco Dick 49? Dick Witcher. Is that... That again, that's that sounds American. There's been some fantastic NFL names, and I just want that one to be true. So I'm gonna go treat. <laughs> it is a treat. Yes. Dick Witcher, Dick what a legend. Witcher played for San Francisco 49ers. Isn't that yes. absolutely great extraordinary. catch, Dick? Brilliant. Mr. Witcher. Fantastic. Love that. Yes, Dick. Last one. Okay. Misty Hyman. Was Misty <laughs> Hyman <laughs> an American <gasps> no. swimmer? No way. No, that can't be real. <laughs> that cannot be real. So now I'm thinking, if that is real, that poor, poor woman. If it is, if it isn't real, I'm thinking, Robert, where the hell have you got that from in your head? <laughs> Misty Hyman. Mm-hmm. No one. No. Oh. I've I've got to go trick. That's from your sick brain. That is that has to be trick. <laughs> it's a treat of a name. Get I mean, out of town. I mean, listeners might be thinking, "What's that got to do with Halloween?" <laughs> but I was thinking, Halloween can be quite misty and spooky, uh, and and just we had to find an excuse to get the real Misty Hyman misty in Hyman. this quiz. Yeah, misty American Hyman. competitive swimmer, Olympic gold medalist. A no former way. world record holder in the women's 200-meter butterfly. That is obscene. Misty Hyman. Now, those parents like have got a lot to answer for. They've got a lot to answer for. Yeah. But I guess, in fairness to them, if your surname is Hyman, where can you go? Where can you I go? Mean, Why don't we make it worse? Why don't we make it sound yeah. like a medical condition? Why not? Keep yes. going. Candy Hyman. Candy Hyman. Um, Candy. Um, that's bad. Oh, that's kind of nice, though. That's a good drag name, that, actually. Candy Hyman. <laughs> Candy Hyman. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, I shouldn't go down here. But yes, uh, Mr. Hyman is uh, a treat of a name. God, so I think fair play. I think you got three out of ten there, but who cares? <laughs> I mean, that was just too much I just fun. wanted them all to be right, because they're all fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Great names. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for that, Rob. That was it's, really uh, lovely. I really it's, enjoyed it's, that. It's, I hope you enjoyed that quiz. Brilliant. So, yes, I mean, I don't know what your plans for the evening are. I shall be drawing the curtains, um, turning the lights out, pretending I'm not home, 
and mm. ignoring any doorbells that ring. Classic, classic Rob. I am, on the other hand, I'm going to stay in the clubhouse. We've got some apple apple bobbing down outside. We've got oh, yeah. some, we've got some spooky Ooh, toffee stuff. Apples, like, oh, toffee God, apples, yeah. yeah. We've got yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I need to go and get changed into my costume. Oh yes, yes, of course. Yeah, mm. what are you wearing again tonight? I'm going as Terry Butcher. <laughs> with the bloody hell, bloody, with the bloody bandage around yeah, your head. Bloody, I thought I thought yeah. that was horrifying enough. So um, yes, so yeah. yeah, that'd be good. I'll go and get some sticky, sticky ink. A sticky, what they call? You know, it, it, have you ever used blood on stage, Rob? Yeah. Have you ever yeah. tried? I mean, it? as a, yeah, I mean, uh, as delicious. I said, I, I was on tour in a production of Dracula, Dracula. for yeah. a year. The poor acting ASM in that job spent her life putting blood bags together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, blood bags for listeners are, it's bits of cling film mm. with this fake blood, which is essentially sort of sugar syrup. Yeah, it's syrup, yeah. quite viscous to get the consistency of the blood. And, and so it's sort of wipe up a bill, but also if it gets in your mouth, it's kind of like a sugar syrup. Mm. And often to create a blood bag, put it in some cling film and then have a, like a little loose tie around it. And so that in, you can either pop it against your face or pop it in your hands or pop it against your costume and it look like a blood shot or a bite or whatever. And then it starts to slowly sleep out. That's mm. the magic of theatre, guys. It's the magic. We've just dispelled the magic, magic of theatre, folks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they are fiddly. Very fiddly yeah. to make. I had to have one in my mouth once and pop it. So I shall be getting all of that blood and Terry butchering yes. myself up. Because I think butchering that's your Halloween costume. Exactly. Well, have fun. Thanks, man. And uh, we'll see you the other side. See you next time.